hey, you're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. According to the American Institute of Stress, about 33% of people report feeling extreme stress. 77% of people experience stress that affects their physical health. 73% of people have stress that impacts their mental health. And 48% of people have trouble sleeping because of stress. The Global Organization for Stress reports that 75% of Americans experience moderate to high stress levels in the past month. That stress is the number one health issue in high school students. That 80% of people feel stress at work alone. And in 2020, the American Psychological Association said about this about stress. We are facing a national mental health crisis that could yield serious health and social consequences for years to come. So stress is all around us. And it can be our go-to when dealing with daily circumstances. And if we allow it to, it could be the center stage of our entire life. So how do I keep stress from taking over my life? Like, what can I do to not let stress be the center of it all? And that's what I want to talk about today in a message I'm calling, To Stress, To Be Blessed. Hey, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hey, this week we are discussing week number two from the sermon series, No Hard Feelings. Hey, we have our usual suspects. We have Pastor Dallas. Hello. We have Megan. Hey, guys. And this week we have a very special guest. Guess who? <laughs> do, you, do you want it's him to like, say something? It's like that game, you know, with the little flip-ups where you got to say like, yeah. does he have glasses? Does he have a hat on? <laughs> he does have a hat on. No glasses, though. <laughs> we have Brian Walters. He, he, he's a, a regular guest. Um, we have found out that when, when Pastor Dallas preaches uh, on Sunday, he feels like there needs to be a guy or woman yeah. other than him leading the third the, voice just behind the curtain again yeah. <laughs> he wants to be a, he wants to like not be part of the three-legged stool he just wants to be in the room yeah. and so brian is the guy we hit we hit up uh two times ago when when pastor dallas preached and and here he is again here, here i am stumbled in <laughs> <laughs> banged on the door yeah, let, let me in <laughs> i'm hungry i want to chew on it <laughs> So, so uh, in the news this week, uh, Pastor Dallas, your back hurts, huh? Oh, jeez, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just putting you out there. I know. It's, if you're going to talk about anything before we record, just know Keith might bring it up. Yeah. So what's going on with your back? So on Wednesday, I played basketball with uh, the kids and... Um, and I wanted to be Shaquille O'Neal. Like, no, I'm not kidding. Like, I wanted to, like, get the rebound and then go back and then dunk it. Uh-huh. And, and uh, you know, because I can. Yeah. Uh, but I also have to remind myself. At what that cost? I also remind, <laughs> I'm 39 years old, not 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I went, ooh, and then uh, I was feeling okay. And then after service on Wednesday, my friend Billy picked me up and... <laughs> Heard it again. <laughs> all, all that to say. Yeah. I hope your back feels better. Thank you. But yeah. Dallas comes waltzing in the studio. <laughs> just waltzing in like nonchalantly sits yes. down. Oh, guys, my back hurts. Oh, oh gosh. I know. And he's Man, like, I wish my voice sounded like that in these clips. He's like, and he goes, I, 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 like I was just thinking about working the board and hosting it today. I just, and I look at him. Oh. And I look at him and I go. You think this is easy? You think yeah. you can just sit yeah. down in the cockpit chair here <laughs> right. and get us to the goal line? <laughs> and so, in order to prove how how difficult it is to host a, a, a podcast, I changed up my I cadence. Know. In the I was going to say yes. he did not like you my impression. All of us pre recording. He goes, "Oh no, I think I could do it." Hey, you're chewing on that. You're listening to you on that. Here's what we're chewing on today. Yeah. So I said, "You Batman, know what? what you really doing? sound like Batman." You know what? Yeah. If you want to be a host of a podcast, you better be ready to spice it up. I guess all right. so. I loved it. I loved it. Well, now it. you got to keep that from now on, like that. Nope, it's not like you're closing. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Still don't understand why I got stuck Me- with that. Megan made a joke about about how we closed the show. The num num num. Do it, do it real quick. No. <laughs> You'll get it at the end of the yeah. episode. See, I kind of count on the viewer not making it all the way to the end and not listening to that part. And, and then we had truth, truth. God, That's a this challenge is, for this you. This is a lie. Strike me down. We had we had people listening, telling us it's so much funnier when Megan does. I don't it. understand. And it is, this. More and more people I emailed really in about it. it. We were like, "There's nothing we can. You, it's yours now." It's just, she, I have to do it. She's a true artist. She does not do it on command. Okay. <laughs> true artist. She has to get in yeah. character. Well, <laughs> it's what you just taught me before because I, I was complaining about my voice, and you said I we need to talk with your your tongue. What did you say again? Tip tip of the teeth, top of the tongue. Tip of the teeth. So like this? Yeah, well, <laughs> tip of, of the teeth. Yeah. Like your I think, tongue? I think the idea is tip you teeth, you push your words, no. you push your words to the front of your mouth. Push them to the front. Push them to the front of your yeah, mouth. You guys I just push. did that and it sounded close. Push yeah. my words to the front. Yeah. For some reason it. sounds like this. <laughs> I'm pushing the words to the front. Well, you can do those voice exercises later. This is not the time. He did did say he wanted to do voice exercises. So week two, week two, week two, no hard feelings. Uh, The topic was stress. Now, uh, last week was worry. Now Mm -hmm. we confuse worry with stress. Yeah. Are they the same thing or aren't they the same thing? Uh, Last week, I, I remember one of us said like a quote, like, like, that made them together, but they're mm, different. Yeah. What was it? I, I I think I said worry is when we when we are like, I guess I'll use the word stress. When we're stressing about something that could happen or may happen, and stress is you're in it. Okay. And so what what do you need to like? But you know what do you need to do to get out of it? Or okay. or sometimes we worry more oh, and more because we're in it. Okay. And so I think it's like a. Uh, the what if, if, and then nope, nope, what if it's, it's happening and what are we going to do? Okay. So, all right. So for, for me, when I, when I saw, uh, I saw the notes come in, mm-hmm. like, so I, I get a couple day advanced and like, obviously because of just what I do here at church, I know a couple days in advance what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, and I saw it and I'm like, Oh, this is going to be interesting because they can pair well together. Yeah. Um, but also I was, I was, uh, maybe even a little, little like, Geez, what's Dallas going to talk about? Because like I think Pastor covered a, a good deal. If we're treating both yeah. of those yeah. words as uh, mm-hmm. s- uh, similes and not as their own uh, uh, descriptive word in themselves, yeah. but this week I'll tell you what uh, that that message was that was that message was doused with kerosene, kerosene, and lit on fire. Thank that you. was yeah, it was so brilliant. Good. It was brilliant, brilliant, so brilliant. I've, I've and I and I'll tell you this. Uh, I know because you you don't want to talk a lot this this uh, this episode. That's why we bring in a bring in a guest. And I'm not talking. Well, no, at all. no. I, yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you this: I I I typically watch a sermon three times to do all the things I do yeah. with the media and stuff here at church. I end up watching sermon three times. Yeah, and I've watched yours five. Wow. And I've just every I've I just keep going back to your I. I I think that it's it's if you have if you're listening to the show and you accidentally stumbled on the show or you, you mm. I, for some weird reason like to listen to the show first before yeah <laughs> I wanted to chew on it first I want to chew on something <laughs> if you haven't watched this the, the series watch it if you if you watched it uh, like live on Sunday rewatch it again yeah. like in it Thanks. where you can focus in on some stuff and. Yeah, there was it was it was a word it was it was a word from God on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, it was interesting because so you know we we come up with like Pastor said last week that we we kind of came up with this topic and this idea and and uh, you know we were talking about words and then he kind of he had ten ten emotions that he wanted to cover and he said I want to do worry first and but stress came like worry and stress were both where I was like I could mm. definitely ta- tackle that <laughs> I was like. And he wanted me to do week two. And I was like, are you okay with me doing stress? And he said, sure. I said, because honestly, I feel like that's a word that I could definitely talk about because it's something that I have to constantly go to God about. You know, I can, I wish I could say that like, oh yes, I, I am a uh, stress spurt, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Is that someone that doesn't have stress or just knows a lot about it? Yeah. You know what? I just made up the word, I think. So uh, <laughs> we'll uh, work ex- on the dictionary an expert of stress, uh, you know, it's something that, and no joke, here's a little behind the curtain. In between services, there was an incident that happened in kids' ministry that I really could have stressed about. 
And I said, I can't because I'm talking about stress and I have to do everything that I'm speaking about uh-huh. in that. But I, but I just want you to, you know, the people to know that this isn't something that I'm, this is something I'm constantly going to God with and I'm mm. constantly asking God's help with uh, still. And, um, and, and even I have to, I have to eat my own words. And so, totally. uh, and it, but the, the crazy thing was, is I was tested on it like minutes minutes after speaking for a service. It's like, okay, let's see, let's see if you believe what you say about this stress. Cause here it goes. <laughs> like, yeah. um, it was, it was a thing where, yeah, we, you have to tell them now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the I, listeners, um, kids are in <laughs> I had the, uh, record number of call-ins happen. Call-ins are people call who are supposed to, who are scheduled, who, com- who were confirmed to serve in kids ministry. I had, I had, uh, uh six, and I typically have between 10 and 12. I had six people call in and like, like in, in a moment, I was like, and I was like, nope, 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 nope. And, you know, and thankfully Pastor Jessica, who was over kids was like, we got this. She, that person doesn't deal with stress. And so it's good to surround yourself with people. Like I say in, in the message, you know, surround yourself with some good Jesus people. She's like, we got this. Don't worry about it. Just go do it. Don't even, don't even worry. You know? And so like, and so it was like one of those things where I was laughing. Cause I was like, of yeah. course, of course, I'm going to have a moment where I'm going to want to stress yeah. going into a message talking about stress. And so oh I, I just laughed. I went to Sunday. I laughed, which I, in that clip, I love, I love that Sonny was here. Uh, that's the first time actually, uh, you know, Pastor Sonny uh, has, you know, cause typically I've been the guy where when they're out of town or speaking somewhere else, I slot in, you know, and this was one of those times where, nope, I, I'm here and I want to hear you speak. And I appreciated her, uh, just her, um, her encouragement in there, very much like a like a mother, <laughs> which I appreciated and I took and and ran with. So yeah, isn't yeah. it fu- isn't it funny though when you whether you're preaching on something or you're praying about something that yeah. God like immediately puts it back. Oh, on you. Yeah. for sure. Like it's oh, like yeah. praying for patience. Like yeah, yeah. Okay, pray for patience. You are going to be confronted with like ninety situations where yes. you have to test your yeah. patience. Yeah, I like to think that well, God is the wisest of wise. But I also, my dad's pretty funny too. Yeah. So like, he's like, oh, that's something you really want? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give her a shot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, you it, asked. <laughs> it was also interesting just thinking about the, the, these last two topics. And I was talking, you know, with Heather and my wife and I said, you know, there aren't, you know, I don't, don't really get stressed very often. She's like, well, what about this? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. But, but. Just to, to have worry or to have stress isn't isn't universal in every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Like my my stress or my worry is completely um, situational. Yeah. yeah, there are there are certain things where I do not stress whatsoever. I do not worry. Yeah, whatsoever. I'm the same. And there's other things that I that I do a lot more. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting topic. All right, let's okay. fire away. Quicksand is real. Like, it's not a made-up thing. In fact, quicksand is a mixture of fine sand and water, and it's when water can't escape, so it starts to liquefy the soil, which can't handle weight anymore. So when you walk in as quicksand, it'll cause you to slowly sink, and if you don't get out, you will suffocate and die. I don't know about you, but that sounds like stress to me. Like that's, like if the definition of stress by mind.org says, stress is how we react when we feel under pressure or threatened. It usually happens when we're in a situation that we don't feel we can manage or control. Yeah, that's quicksand, like, like when you lose it. And so like quicksand, when we stay in stress, we stop moving, we stop growing, we lose joy, and we become isolated. Maybe some of the people that you haven't seen in a while, maybe they are in the quicksand of stress and they are losing hope. And sometimes we go, well, I have a good reason to stress. I mean, I'm stressing about my family. I'm stressing about my marriage. I'm stressing about my job. I'm stressing about my kids. But sometimes when we are in stress and we feel isolated and we feel alone, we'll start to think that God has either turned his back on us or he can't handle what we're dealing with. That some of us, the enemy has gotten our head and made it think that God's up there going, whoa, how did you get, what happened? I, ah, gosh, I'll be right back, I know. I think uh, 
this clip definitely resonated with me because a couple weeks ago I had somebody tell me after a particularly, you know, busy, crazy Sunday, they're like, man, you seemed really stressed. And I took that comment with me for a couple weeks. And um, I, I was kind of fixated on it. I remember telling my husband, I was like, I'm just like, I'm still really stuck on this comment that I look stressed during Sunday. I was like, I, I simultaneously feel bad and feel frustrated. And like, I have all these emotions about that, right? Like, I don't want to seem upset or stressed. Like, I don't have too much uh, to handle. And um, so this for me was like, uh, yeah, I, I do feel stressed and I get that, right? Like it sometimes feels like you're in that quicksand and like, I just need help. And what you just said, Pastor Dallas, when uh, Pastor Jessica said, we've got this, don't worry about it, we've got this. That's the ultimate rem remedy, I think, to stress is just having somebody else who's like, hey, we can handle this. This isn't too much, this isn't too big, right? Like, like we got this. Um, and that feeling of, of the quicksand, the suffocation, like, like that can actually like stress me out a little bit more where then I kind of start to like spiral, right? I'm like thinking about it and, and trying to like work my way out of it. When the truth is we just need to put our hands up and say, first of all, God, like I surrender to what you, you need to do in this mm -hmm. moment. Right. Um, but also let me, let me look around and see if I truly am stressed, who could help me out in this moment? Yeah. Yeah, the, that piece reminded me of the, the parable um, of the sower and talking about specifically about the seed falling among the thorns. It refers to someone, it says, refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke out the word, making it unfruitful. Mm -hmm. And and I think stress absolutely does that because yeah. it debilitates us. Not mm -hmm. only totally. not, not only mentally, so we talked about mental health, but physically as well. Like when you're when you're stressed out. Mm -hmm. Like you have your back aches and you don't feel very good and you, maybe you change your eating habits and it it really affects you personally in a lot of different ways. But th that's the first thing I thought was that the parable of the sower in that and the seeds that fall among the thorns choking choking everything out. Like yeah. it, it, you, you can't grow, you can't prosper, you can't affect others. Uh -huh. the, you can't yeah. you know affect others in the way that you want to because you're worried about. It, it comes back to you all worried about self. Yes. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Ooh. you're like, fro you're froze, you're arrested. Yeah, it's fun. So Meg and I technically hung out on Friday um, because we, we went to the football game and I actually got to see Megan do the polka <laughs> with a stranger. And it, like, I was like, there's, what there's is, a story. is happening? Like all of a sudden, and I, they are polka dancing together. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, what is happening? You should have and, seen Dallas. Oh, face. I mean, yeah, I was like, I was like wide eyed, I just, polka. yeah. I, and I found that out. She yeah. was polka. And I was like, D does she know this person? Like, nope, she just oh. met her, who also is a polka dancer. Um, but a friend of ours, uh, you know, came to me and, and asked a question like, um, but like, what if you're stressing about good things? And I said, and, and sometimes that's, and I, that's why I brought that up because sometimes we'll think, well, if it's a good thing, then it's a good reason to stress. And it's like, no, no. And like I, we have, and we'll, we'll get, we'll trick ourselves into stressing because we think, well, I have to, otherwise it shows that I don't care. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like you can still care and not walk in stress because you're still hurting yourself. Like we found out, you know, you're hurt, you can hurt yourself mentally and physically when you stay in stress. So, so like we can't say, well, I'm stressing for a good reason. I'm stressing because it's a, a job related thing. Isn't that a good thing? I'm stressing over my marriage. Isn't that a good thing? It's like, no, it's not a good thing. You know, yes, stress. And, and I know that sometimes that stress, We'll maybe say, "Hey, we got to stop doing this," um, but like, but that's the reality. Though is sometimes our body will say, "We sh can't do this anymore," but we'll go, "But I have to because otherwise it shows I don't care," and like that's not it at all. So like we can't we can't trick ourselves into staying in stress because we're telling ourselves, "Well, if I don't, then I'm not caring about this person or thing," and that's that's not what we should be doing at all. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's ever a, a solid green light on which. No, it's cool to stress about this mm -hmm. because. Stress in and of itself is is the bad version of obsession. Yeah. It's you're obsessing. Mm -hmm. Now I can obsess over some good things and not stress about it. Like I can I can obsess about the safety of my home. Yeah. Like I want a safe home. Yeah. I want these locks to work. Uh, if someone kicks in my front door, I want these deadbolts to catch. Yeah. So yeah, when I put a new door on, I obsessed about the lock. Yeah. And not like it can it consumes every single 
waking moment or thought. Yes. It's, but I definitely was Googling more about doors in a three day span than I probably ever had in my life. And then I moved on. Yeah. Now, but was I stressed about my door? No, no, I was not stressed. Now, like, and I like Megan, what you said, I I like that idea that, um, what you said, oh, I, 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 I obsessed about that, about that, what that person said and it frustrated me. And here's the thing, the, the trick is to not, not ever be stressed. Right. right. Because that, that don't think that if you're, if you're stressing, you're failing at some point. Yeah. The, the trick of it all is that when it happens, you go to God Yes. and you will over and over get repeated lessons until that becomes ingrained second nature mm-hmm. back of your hand, yeah. you know? And then I, I, I'm not a person that stresses a whole lot. I, I, I don't, I, I can't remember a time when I really ever did, but I do stress. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an emotion that I'm not foreign to, but I don't, I don't have it. Stre- I don't stress doesn't root itself out a lot because when I do, and I've, I've said this in this podcast before too, I have like a 72 hour window when I'm feeling an icky feeling like an icky emotion at 72 hours, I have to completely say, all right, we are done doing, mm. we're done. And I, I know some people that, that can do that within an hour or two, but for me, I, I found that real mm-hmm. line in the sand that if I'm still obsessing and focused on something after three days, mm-hmm. Something needs to change dramatically. And when you're saying, Megan, it's like, I'll tell you what, I have the same thing. People will come up to me and be like, well, you look like, look like you're stressing on Sunday. Well, it's because I was, it's because, it's because, it's because I, because I was, I, I don't want to, I don't want to deny yeah. that I don't, I, I'd rather, I'd rather have a terrible poker face at that and have my friends who love me around me say this yeah. I, I noticed it mm-hmm. then to pretend like nothing ever happened yeah. and for me to have this facade that I'm perfect yeah. around the people I love. That's so when true. it does happen, they're like, he never goes through. No, I go through stress. Yeah. I go through, I go through seasons of doubt. I go through seasons of, of anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but luckily there's a remedy and solution to all those. It's going to God. Mm-hmm. And that I, if, if I, I suppose if I had to sum it up, y'all, if I was, if today was the day, and y'all said, what's the meaning of life? Is that you're going to, you, you are going to get these lessons over and over. And the solid one lesson is that everything goes to God. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I ever perfect that. I think the day I perfect that he's going to call me up. Yeah. And it, it is amazing how we, we create justifications or excuses for why we're stressing. And we talked about specifically like, Hey, can you stress over a good thing? And I, and I would say if you're stressing even about a good thing, are you truly submitting to God? Yeah, that's it. Are you really trusting God to take care of it? And that's going to be his plans because he will take care of it, whether it's not, whether it's what you think it should be or whether it's his plan and you just have to trust. And I think one of the, one of the problems that we have in a big uh, situation where stress comes from is when we create expectations. Yeah. We yes. want something to happen. We create an expectation, but where, where stress comes from is there's, there's a huge gap between what we expect to happen and what actually happens. And in that, in that gap was where conflict comes in. It's where stress comes from. And we just have to understand God's the person that fills the gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, God is wanting us to get out of our stress and step in to his strength. He wants us to know that you don't have to live in that stress that you don't have to sink in that stress. I wanna give you renewed strength. And I know some of you guys are like, yeah, easier said than done. Yeah, and I get it, I understand. So how do we get out of stress? Because it's one thing to say, I gotta step into strength, but like, how do we step into strength? How do we put ourselves in a position to where we need to get out of something that we found out not just hurts us mentally, but can hurt us physically? If you're taking notes, there are four things that I believe will take us out of stress and into strength. Out of stress and into strength. Number one is this, prayer. Who's going, you or me? You can. Okay. I'm generous today. (laughs) Oh, you are. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, so I'm sitting here and I'm kind of thinking back uh, to just like my emotion 
train, right? Um, so I think at first I felt like I was in denial maybe a little bit about being in stress, about being stressed and being in stress. And um, that probably is what caused me to be like frustrated about it, right? And then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, you know what? I probably was stressed. I probably was wearing that all over my face and I needed to like submit and just kind of give up a little bit, right? Like it's not my, it's not my own, uh, will, like not my will, but his will. And so, um, am I going to him with all of, all of the things, even on a crazy, busy Sunday morning or a crazy, busy Monday morning, or when you're in traffic or when you're in the grocery store or whatever that may be, uh, for you, because I can definitely say that the times in my life when I've been the most stressed, when, you know, I was like in college and had crazy exams or um, when I was a new mom and stressed out about all of literally all of the things and keeping a human alive. I've been like, not, not myself. I've been not well. I've experienced health things like you were talking about Pastor Dallas, where it's just like, it kind of messes you up, mm -hmm. right? And like your body reacts to the stress that you're holding. I got to go to the chiropractor all the time because my <laughs> neck is so tight. I always say, they're like, so is anything bothering you? I'm like, well, I hold all my stress in my shoulders. So my shoulders are so tight. I mean, they're like rock solid. It's not because I work out my shoulders I can tell you right now. It's all stress. So um, it, there's physical side effects of that stress and how we hold it. Yeah, it's 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 funny. Brian said in the last before the last clip that sometimes, um, or no, actually we, the door. That's what came to my mind. The door that we have a plan sometimes, and then sometimes God will come in and say, ah, "I want to change that plan." So yeah. I, I was looking in the Bible and it kind of remind me of Judges, where Gideon had. 32,000 men and God goes, ah, I think you need less. And you're like, what? I mean, and, and, I, and I imagine, and I imagine being Gideon Great story. because he goes from 32,000 to 300 yeah. and it's like over and over and over again. He's like, what? what? You know, I, I can think about that. All right, well, we're going to go to battle. I'm ready. I'm prepped. I did everything I'm supposed to do. I did everything right. And then God goes, nah, how about we do it with less? And you're like, huh? And so like that, and so I, I love that, the, you know, I, we talk about prayer, but like I say, like that's communication with God and that's God talking to us and then going like, hey, I want to give you strength through this and help you through this. And so, you know what? I'm going to make it that you want to go to stress because that's what you want to do on your own so that you'll just continue to connect with me. Mm. And I think that's, mm. we got to come to a point in our stress where we go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I going to walk in stress or I'm just going to go straight to God and go, God, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I'm trusting that you're going to find a way. And like those, and I, and I believe even people listening, even us at the table, we probably all have stories where we were like, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm trusting God with it. And God made a way. And so like, that's what I, you know, like prayer is so important and why connecting with God is so important because in those moments we want to try to do it on our own. And God's like, no, 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 no. And then he'll even make instances happen where we go, shoot, all I can do is trust you now because there's no logical way we could do this without you. Yeah, and I, you know, people put this huge, and I want to say importance in a different way on prayer and how you pray. And oh, I don't, I can't, I don't know, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to pray. And people think there's a special way to do it, and and there really isn't. Prayer is just a conversation with between you and your father, mm -hmm. just a personal conversation. And it's important to establish that personal relationship. And you know, whenever I hear a message, you know, I, I, it's important to dig into it yourself. So, so I did, and I'm going to spit some, some verses here at you. Uh, in Matthew 6, 6, he says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. In Luke 5, 16, it says, Jesus was healing people, and the news was spreading. He was, talking, he was healing people with leprosy and stuff, and he said, But Jesus often withdrew to a lonely place and prayed. In Mark 1, 35, it said, Very early in the morning when it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. In Luke 9, 18, he said, Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowd say I am? And Luke 11, 1, which is a, a whole thing on prayer, he says he was at a specific place and his disciples came and found him. Mm -hmm. in, in all those situations, you know, there, there's corporate prayer and corporate prayer is great, but where you really establish that relationship with God is when you're doing it in solitude, in private. And a lot of times he was praying in the morning or when it was dark, when when it was nobody else was around, nobody else was was up. And at the end of Luke 11, 
In 1110, he says, For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And that's such a powerful like exclamation point on, on that, that chapter too, in that you're, it, it's, it's, it is that conversation. It is that ask. Mm-hmm. It is that ask. And when you develop that personal relationship privately on your own, God puts up a mirror in front of you mm-hmm. and reflects all that back to you. And that's, that's always been my, my time that's given me peace is when I have that private conversation with God and he just takes me in his arms when you're there in silence. Because how many, how many of us spend time, like think of, think of your day, how many minutes, minutes, I'll even say today, will you spend just in silence? Yeah. In yeah. contemplation in prayer. I think most people would say less than 15 minutes a day. Yeah. I think most people would say less than 15 minutes a day. But it's so important to have that time of prayer and reflection and God will speak to you. And that's what it's during those times when things are going the worst. When I like get over my pride and say, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pray about this mm-hmm. and leave it to God. It's when he speaks to me and he gives me peace. Yeah. He gives me peace. And that that's why I love that, you know, the prayer was the first one. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's so important establishing that personal relationship. Yes, there are a lot of people, even that go to our church, that don't don't pray regularly. Mm-hmm. Because, and I know this because they've told me out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't found a, a way that this uh, that this Jesus thing works out to my benefit unless I'm in prayer yes. a fair amount. And like like we talked about in the in the beginning of the show, God will cons like constantly in my life put in scenarios that require me to trust him. Yeah. They require me to give that to him. Yeah. You know, like, like God for me, God for me is like, like wrestling in, in the 1990s. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. And I'll tell you why, like during a tag team battle. Yep. Like, and, and wrestling is what it is, you know, back when it was the WWF. It's real. You know, <laughs> but so this person's in the middle of the ring and they're just getting like, they're in a hold, you know, and they're reaching out for their partner, you know, their tag team partner to tag in so they can jump into the fight. And they make, they make this really dramatic, you know, in, in, in the WWF, like where, oh, he just can't go any further, but he's reaching his hands out, reaching his hands out, reaching mm-hmm. his, and his partner's reaching his hand out. Yeah. And they're so close to touching it. They're just two more inches. Their partner come in and then, and then when, when ultimately they always reach the partner, yeah. you know, they tag in and the partner comes in with so much energy and fury and just starts, just starts, you know, doing what wrestlers do. Uh, that's like, that's like with God with me, except a, a lot of times I, I, I wait again till the most impossible last second before I reach my hand out. <laughs> And then, you know, you, you'd say like, well, the second you reach your hand, I wouldn't God come in? No, God, God doesn't always, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat far away. Yeah. And God, God expects me to get closer to him. Mm-hmm. You know, God expects me to work for it. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I, so I'm reaching out that inches away. And then when I'm finally, when I'm finally beaten down, uh, when my willingness has been beaten down, when I've been beaten enough to, that I'm ready to get a lesson spat at me when I'm ready, when I'm teachable, mm-hmm. you know, then God comes in and, and mops up the, mops up the ring for me. Yeah. He just comes in and, and I, I wish I had a reason or an answer on why it, it has to go, uh, in, in that scenario for me, Yes, for me to finally give up and submit mm-hmm. and why I have to constantly do that over and over and over. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, probably free will. Cause I, I definitely mm-hmm. take my will back. Yeah. Throughout the day, yeah, I give my I give my will and my life to Christ, and and you know five minutes later I'll take it back mm-hmm. in in subtle ways and nonchalant ways, you know like no God I want you to have my life I want you to have my life but but man mm-hmm. I don't think anyone in this world can do this unless I do it sort yeah. of mentality. I always say you know with prayer you should talk to God like you talk to your best friend. Yeah. When you talk to your best friend you're just you're you you're honest you're real you you talk and you talk and you talk. And so for some of us, we think, well, I just don't know what the words to say. Well, what words do you say to your best friend? Say those to God. God wants to hear that. He wants to hear when you're frustrated, when you're stressed, when you're worried, when you're angry, when you're uh, sad, when you're depressed, when you want to give up and quit. Like he wants to hear all that. Like he's not going like, you know, he's not going, oh, don't say that. Don't, you know, no. He knows our thoughts. He knows, he knows our, our heart. He knows us. But that relationship is so important to him. 
And so when you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to pray, pray about anything, you know, and that's what the scripture says. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Yeah. That when I read read that scripture, I go, yeah, I get the worry about anything thing down. It's the pray about everything down that I'm still not doing. Right. You know, like I said, sometimes we'll do these broad prayers or we'll try to impress God with our words, and He's like, I don't need that. I just mm-hmm. need the real you, the you that comes out when you talk to your friends, when you talk to your loved ones, when you talk to your spouse. Like that's the one I want. Yeah. And I know if you gave me a little, because sometimes we'll do okay. Like use 15 minutes, I'm going to do 15 minutes in one day. And we'll do it from, you know, 8.45 to 9 a.m. Done. And God doesn't, God would rather have a couple seconds here, a couple mm-hmm. seconds here, a couple seconds here, where it's, there, where God is with you the entire day yep. instead of just checking it off. I talked to God in the morning. We're good. You know, no, yeah. Yeah. you're not checking up on your grandfather. You know, exactly. you're in a relationship with the creator of the universe and he would love to check, uh, uh, talk to you throughout the day. Yeah. I think the temptation then can be, we save up these like big moments for God. So then it finally is this like, you know, oh my God, I'm in so much stress. Like I'm going through all of this stuff and like now I'm finally going to run to God. And you could have been going to God throughout the day constantly. And like, it's kind of just like getting a little, he's going to just kind of fix you a little bit right here. He's going to fix you a little bit right here. And you're not necessarily going to get to that just like overwhelming point, right? It's like my toddler who experiences all of these little inconveniences. And then finally, it's just a full blown like tantrum, the screaming, the crying, the like got to fall down and roll over. And I'm just like, man, you could have like, okay, so when your truck wasn't working, you could have just brought that to me and I would have fixed it for you. And then we could have avoided this, right? But sometimes it takes us like getting to that point for God. And it's, we got to ask the question, like, why, why didn't you, you know, just bring the first thing to God this morning, the first thing that set you off this morning, bring it to God and say, God, I'm stressed out about this, or I snapped about this. Mm -hmm. Help me through it. Yeah. Yes. Wouldn't it be amazing if we use prayer to preempt stress? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, to to protect us from things to come. That's, that's the whole concept of putting on the armor of God, right? That's that's to prepare yourself for what's to come. Yeah. We, we like you said, we kind of wait until there's a situation like, oh, now we now I have to pray for this, yeah. rather than say, hey, God, you know, your will is to be done. I I can't wait for this day. Protect my my thoughts. Protect my words as I go about this day. And it's preempting what's going to mm-hmm. happen to you, so that when it comes, you're not scrambling to find the answer, and all of a sudden you're you're stressed out. It's like, hey, I, I I'm prepared for this. I knew something was going to hit, and now yeah, you know my, my heart is right in this moment. And I love, you know, seeing people in Dallas, you talked about, you know, talking to a guy like he's your, like your best friend. And I think that's so hard for people to understand, especially non-believers or people that are, you know, newer to faith and are kind of, you know, trying it out to say, what, come on, what, what is talking to God like he's your friend? Like, what does that even mean? And um, it, it's so amazing that on Thursday nights at seven o'clock at Prohibition in downtown Green Bay, um, we have a large group of guys that gets together and I love that there's been, you know, the last couple of weeks, guys that are, have been brand new that sh- have showed up for the first time and they see other guys talk about their faith and talk about their relationship with the Lord. And when you see it click and then all of a sudden the person comes back the next week and they have a story for you that's, that shows how God worked in their life and how they saw that personal relationship and God speak to them and how they they changed the way that they, they reacted to a situation that for their entire life, they would have acted in anger. They would have... And, and all of a sudden, it didn't bother them as much. And it clicks to them, that's what that person, that, that's what God does. That's what that person relationship is. Yeah. And that's why it's so, pr- prayer, it's just talking to God. And there's no specific formula. It doesn't have to be, you know, dear God, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. It's just talking to God. Yes. And if you think of it that way, like you, just think of it, your buddy st- sitting across from you, and how would you talk to him? And it doesn't have to be like all good stuff. Like sometimes you can be angry and be like, God, what is going on here? I'm ticked. Like, why, why would this happen? God's going to speak to you. That, that's what prayer is all about. It's speaking to him like a friend. And that, that includes your frustrations. That includes the things that you're thankful for and the things that you're going, you want to give praise for. But it's, it's all and everything in between. So, yeah, I, I, I think that, um, and I don't know like who would do this, but like, I, I think that like we're in a, a generation that people think that it, it prayer is has to be formal, has to be super formal. And in my experience, it, it, uh, I don't, I don't rarely ever do super formal prayers. In fact, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the prayer in the morning. I, I probably do my longest one. Um, but throughout the day, I'm the, I'm the 
10, 10 seconds here, 20 seconds here, 30 seconds here. Uh, and it's all throughout the day, you know, it's, it's nonstop. Um, so yeah, I, I think that people are like, well, I, I gotta, I, I like, I don't know if you necessarily have to be in any particular spot other than with God and God's everywhere. <coughs> I do a lot of, I do a lot of prayer with my eyes open, obviously when I'm driving, you know, I do a lot of meditating too, where I do, I'm listening to nothing but him. I get, I get the most, truthfully, the most uh, direction on what I do in my life when I'm, when I'm driving, when I'm just hearing the, the sound of a motor and then, then God comes to me. I, I get a lot of uh, insight from the Holy Spirit uh, right before I fall asleep, uh, while I sleep, when I wake up, uh, right, like right away in the morning. I also get insight when I'm doing tasks that I wouldn't think that the Holy Spirit would be hitting me with, with, with prophecy when I'm letting my dog out, but I'll let my dog out. And then I will see as if it's a, as if it's a movie in front of me, something. And for seven seconds or something, then snaps back. Uh, and this experience, these experiences I have with God now, they, they, they were, they've happened all along. Like, I, I think that I'd like to tell you that they only began when I got really, really close. But when I, what, how I can identify the Holy Spirit talking to me now He's always done that throughout my life, but I, 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 I replaced prophecy with daydreaming. I replaced prophecy with my imagination, with those types of words. And then when I fully identified what was happening and why it was happening, I, I, I realized it wasn't my uh, imagination. It wasn't, I wasn't in fantasy land here. And then I, then I, I, I did more research on how, how, well, how can I get more of it? And then as I got closer to God, closer to the Holy Spirit, closer, closer to walking like Jesus, then it, then it amplified the volume went up to 11 then. And I find at times when I'm, when I'm living more for myself and when I'm in my own head, when I'm stressing too much, when I've taken my will back, uh, the volume goes back down and that's how it is for me. That's, I, I, can't, I can't think that I'm a unique test subject here. I think that I'm talking to people that these things have happened to as well. I, I pray, I, I, but I have, to, I have to be in prayer. I have to be in prayer a lot. When I am in prayer a lot, that relationship I have with God, is, it strengthens. Hearing from him strengthens. Prayer is me talking to God. Meditation is me listening to his answers. You know? That's good. And, and when I have a healthy balance of both, uh, it, I, I don't know. I find peace and peace is a tough thing to, to tough thing to manufacture by yourself. You know, peace and sanity. That's what I find. Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And verse seven says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So don't worry or have concern or have stress about anything, but we should pray about everything. I don't know about you, but I could easily stress about everything, but sometimes it's hard for me to pray about everything. Now, sometimes I can be very broad and, and, and very like, you know, just roundabout, like, you know, God, you know. But he's like, no, I want to hear everything because God wants to have a relationship with you. And communication is the most important part of a healthy relationship. So when we pray about everything, when we go to God about every detail, it says that we'll get peace, which let's, can we just stop right there? Because here's the thing, I'll take peace. In fact, the definition of peace is freedom from disturbance. So yeah, God, I'll take freedom from disturbance, but here's what I love, God ups it. And he says, I'll give you peace, freedom from disturbance, that goes beyond understanding. What? Like to the point where you're like, I got so much peace, I don't even know what to do with it. 
Like, I'm giving it away for free. Like, here you go. Like, I'm putting it on Marketplace free. And they're like, is this free? And I'm like, it's free. <laughs> Are you serious? Can I get it right now? Get it right now. Come. Come get it. I have too much of it. Like, that's the kind of peace that God wants for us. And peace, honestly, is the ultimate remedy for anyone who's dealing with stress. Am I right? Like, when we're dealing with stress, all we want is peace. So how do we get peace? Or, or how can we get peace where it goes beyond understanding? We just got to pray. Yeah, we, we talked about that a lot in this last segment as well. Um, I, I really loved how he talked about beyond our understanding. And I think we try to, we try to put things in human terms a lot. And we, we frame everything about, around what we understand as, as people. And we don't submit to what we don't know. Because God is almighty, he's omnipresent, and there are things that we can't fathom in the ways that he wants to use us or use our situations to the betterment of, of all. And it's very hard sometimes to understand how even in times of turmoil and times of hardship, especially in times of hardship, it, it is so easy to pray when things are going well and it's a lot harder when things aren't going well because we want to we wanna pull away a lot of times rather than, rather than going the exact direction we should be going, which is directly to God. A lot of times when things are going, going bad for us, we kind of, we pull away. And understanding that <clears throat> God is, God is good. God wants to use your situation for good in ways that you don't understand, I think is, is an extremely important part of, of prayer. And I think I said this um, in our, in our, men's group here on, on Thursday. By the way, um, little s side note here. It's not an exclusive club here on, on, <laughs> on Thursdays. We, we take up a little bit of the upstairs of prohibition. You're going let's, off the let's, script, let's, Brian. Let's take up the whole thing. <laughs> but what I, what I said, what I said was, and, and when things are going bad and we want to pray, should we be saying, God, why is me? Why me? Or God use me mm -hmm. instead of God, why me? God use me. Yeah. And it's in prayer and asking God when things are, aren't going well, God, how do you how do you want to use this situation for good? You know why this? And just leaving it to God. Let God be God. That's that's good. And I I'd say that same prayer. The, uh, you know the not the why 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 me? I used to I think as a kid, and early in my faith, um, mm -hmm. when you have a lot of bad things happen to you in a very short amount of time, and you don't think that there's a solution, you don't think that there's a uh, another way to live. It, it's a lot of why me. Mm -hmm. And today, today I pray, why not me? Yeah. You know, why not? You know, and that's in the good and the bad. Like when it's good, like I'm a, I'm a self-sabotager. So when good things happen, I am all day like, oh, I'm, <laughs> not me. It's what, what you can't, you know, and then I have to remind myself, why not me? Why not me? I'm faithful. I'm a servant. My heart's right. Why not? Why can't I be blessed like this? And, and then when things are bad, the, well, God, I thought I was a faithful servant, but that's the wrong attitude to have. The why not me? Because yeah. God trusts me. I can get out of this. Yes. I can get out of this with him. Yes. You know, I, this won't capsize the relationship I have, the boat. If, if the relationship with Jesus I have is a boat, it will not capsize this boat. And God needs people to see that that is the case. So when bad things happen, why not me? Yeah. How much trust does my does my father have in in me and my family that can trust me with such a thing? And if he trusts me with such a thing, I gotta show up. Yeah. I gotta show, I can't drop the ball on this one. Mm -hmm. It's not dropping the ball when things are good. Is is I, I don't think I'm I'm ever gonna be. I don't think that when I meet when I meet our father, I don't think he's gonna talk necessarily about the bad times, you know. Or the good times, I suppose. You can talk about the times I was tested. And they, those come one, you know, they come every day. He's going to talk about those little things, you know, not the massive things. He's going to talk about those little, those little things that I either uh, stepped up and, and, and showed up or the opportunities I missed. So good. Uh, you know, while you were talking, I was just thinking like when, when you are living in that, why me? That feels very like chaotic. Like you were saying, like the, the boat can capsize, right? Uh, and I wonder how many people are living in like that chaos of the situation that just feels like so overwhelming to you. 
And it is like a, a why me? Why do I have to experience this? Why am I going through this? I remember uh, I, I confessed that to our staff not so long. I mean, maybe like a year ago, I said, I'm like, I'm wrestling with this feeling of why me? Like, why do I have to go through this stuff? Like, I didn't, I didn't choose this. I think that's what I said. I didn't choose this to happen. And um, you have a choice. Time and time again, you have a choice. Will you choose to live in that or will you choose to say, why not me? And when you do that and you go to God and you say, okay, why not me? I can handle, not that I can handle this, but I can handle it through your strength, right? Like you're going to give me all the strength that I need for this situation. That is when you get that peace in spades. That's when God pours his peace on you and you realize that it is why not me? Because now like I am armed in this peace. I can handle this. God's gonna pave the way for me. And no longer do I have to live in the chaos, but I can walk in the peace, in the freedom. Love it. I love it. What do you got, Pastor? <laughs> no, I just, I just, I, I, I was just thinking about that too. I was like, oh, what, what am I going to say in this clip? And I was like, well, maybe you just won't say anything in this clip. You, just, <laughs> you, know, you guys all said really good things and stuff like that. And I, I felt like I ate my, I, I ate my dessert before my dinner on the last clip. Yeah, we got into it. So yeah. I was like, yeah. So I was like, no, no, just kind of just. All right. Amen. I think the piece was the big takeaway <laughs> yeah, for yeah. me because yeah. I, that's something that we talk about so often as Christians, peace, 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 yeah. peace be with you, this, that. And it's like the world screams peace too. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, dude, I don't even know what peace means anymore. You know, Ooh. until I like, I get really close to God. I'm just going to keep going, yeah. <laughs> keep going yeah. Yeah. until I get really close to God and realize that his peace has a whole new flavor. Like it's so much different than the peace of the world. Right. Yeah. Megan, you know how I, how I've identified peace, not by definition. Um, I have come to figure out what I'm feeling is peace and sanity mm. when I see the people around me and saying, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't have Dang. that. Oh, wait a minute. I, I might, dare I say what I have is actually very good. Mm. That's where, that's how I've, my peace isn't defined by in, in, on paper. My peace is defined by me not wanting to trade my position with anybody mm. because I, I, I got a really good spot right here. Yeah. You know, but then when I see other people that even have more of it, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I bet you that chairs, I can get to that one. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I'm going up a couple of rows, mm-hmm. you know? You know, if, if we didn't have any examples of people persevering, we wouldn't know how to handle perseverance. So it's when, when there are things going on, you're like, why, why not me? It's kind of that situation, like, maybe God trusts me in this situation to act in a godly way and and to show faithfulness to God and to show submission so that to get through to somebody else that you have no idea needs Mm -hmm. it. Exactly. Or will will need it 30 years from now. Yeah. You never know how God's going to use your circumstance. And that's kind of your chance in the moment to show your faith in God and to be a demonstration for other people on how to handle that. We aren't always the main characters of the story. There you go. Sometimes we're just the sub-characters Not filling in the role. That's <laughs> so good. Sometimes when stress hits us, we just want to take care of it on our own. I know I have. Especially as a husband and a father, I'm like, I just gotta, I gotta handle this. And even I will slip into, like, I just gotta handle it and take care of it. But the scripture reads that we, need to, we will find new strength when we trust him. And so when I look at trusting him, I look at him taking my stress, my anxiety, and I give it to him. I don't know about you, but that's what worship looks like to me. Like that's why I do this. You have to remember worship is more than just singing, but it's coming to God in surrender. It's more than just standing to our feet and clapping at the end and going, yeah, Jesus, but it's taking the words. It's not just lyrics. There's some scripture that we're singing together and applying that to our life, thus giving our all to Jesus. And I know some of us, we wanna be respectful. We wanna be reserved, we wanna be reverent. But can you imagine doing that in quicksand? Like, can you imagine you're just like, I'm fine. No. We'd be like, please, come on. I, I think I have fingers left. Take the fingers. Like we would be like as stretched high as we can. We wouldn't care what our armpits looked like. They could be as sweaty. It doesn't matter. They could smell terrible. Like, please. That's what God wants. 
Because some of us are struggling with stress. And we think, okay, I just got to be reverent. And God's going to pat me on the back and go, good job, buddy. He's like, no, he's going, help. I'm stressing about this over and over again. I'm literally doing the definition of an insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. I need you. I need you to be my firm foundation. This is how I fight my battles. I don't try to do it on my own. I go to him. That's why I'm over here in the corner losing my mind. Because I, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to buy a house and I've never done this before. Like, that's what this is. It's like, God, what do you mean there's a new thing there? Like, it's, I, that's why I go to him and worship. So this... This uh, part of the sermon is what stood out to me. And it was actually what stood out to me most was, was nothing that he actually said. Like, like the sentence, and I told, I told Pastor Dallas this in between services. I'm like, what really hit me was that visualizing his analogy of quicksand, um, the, the, here are the facts. If you, in quicksand, when you're in quicksand, the fact is if you move around and squirm and flail about, you actually sink quicker. So when they say when you want to get out of quicksand, you're actually supposed to sit as still as possible and, and, and you'll sink slower. But that doesn't tell you like how to get out of quicksand. Mm-hmm. That tells you you will mm-hmm. sink slower. <clears throat> and how much like, how often in, in, in society today, in our world today, and that we're supposed to just sit still with it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Just play it cool, man. Just like Megan, get your face right. Yeah, because if your face is right, oh, I'm, I'm not telling you your stress is gone. Mm-hmm. But if your face is right, then no one's going to know you're doing it. Right. And is that not like the worst lesson we could we could be telling ourselves as Christians? If you just sit still, mm-hmm. if you just sit still, mm-hmm. so hard. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But you, no, no, you're still going to be sinking. I promise you that. If you do nothing, you will die. Mm-hmm. But I just need you to sit still. You're still sinking, though. Yes, yes. No, I get that. Yep. <laughs> In five minutes, you are going to be under. But you got five, five minutes. Five more minutes. If you flail along, you only got 30 seconds. And how Dallas said with worship, like, and, and what Dallas was doing in person was his hands were up, like he was surrendering. Like, 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 stick them up. You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hands are up in the air. You know, when we worship like that, our hands are up in the air. Now, when you're going in this quicksand thing, your hands got to be up in the air. Because some you need something to grab onto, like yep. you you have to give someone something to grab onto. Yep. But for 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 Lord's sake, put your hands up. Yep. Yeah, reach out yeah. for for if you do. Okay, yeah, if you flail along like panicking, stressed out, you are going to sink very quick in quicksand. Mm-hmm. But if you also don't do anything, yeah, hey, you might have five minutes, but you're still sinking, bro. Mm-hmm. Get your hands up. Yeah, get your hands up. And that was what when that when he said that, I was like, dang. Yeah. And whoa, mm-hmm. I just, I'm sinking either way. Yeah. Either fast or slow. The only way out is I got to put my hands yeah. up and ask God. And that's a th- the biggest thing I wanted to address with that was surrender more than anything. Because I can tell you, like you said, you know, with that is there's even been moments where I'm still and I'm quiet, but I'm postured in surrender where I go, God, I don't even know what to say right now. But God, I need you. And so in those moments, I just, just like Keith said a, a little bit ago, we just have to stop. Sometimes we just got to stop in that posture, surrender, and just go, God, what are you going to say? What do I need to hear from you? And I love it because when we do that, you know, God loves our worship. And I could tell you, God will give you an encouragement and he'll speak to you, whether you can verbally hear, whether it's a, another believer saying it to you over prayer or just like, hey, I feel like God told me to say this to you. Like those moments will happen when we posture ourselves and surrender and whether we're being loud and then we're screaming to God or we're just silent and we're wanting to hear from him. That surrender is the is the key of all of that. And, and, and that's what I hope people were getting that I wasn't saying like, you got to sing louder and you got to, you got to jump higher. It's no, no, no. You just got to posture yourself in surrender for some people. It's going to be a, a lower posture, but it's cause it's new and it's foreign and it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but realizing that, okay, if I just need to surrender, then okay, I want to, I'll start here then. And, and you'll see that get crazier and crazier because they realize 
what that's doing for you when it comes to your connection with God going, it's not about me. It's about you and what you can do through me. Yeah. You know, I sometimes feel like the world is anything but Jesus, right? Like we'll try anything but Jesus. And likewise, I think we'll we'll display or we'll put on a, a mask of any emotion other than the honest one. Right. Like we don't we don't want to be vulnerable in that in that way. We don't want to show like our desperation for Jesus. Like that just seems so I think to the world that just seems really, you know, not cool. I don't know. I don't even really know why that is. So why is it so hard for us to be able to be vulnerable, to be able to put up our hands out in surrender and say, God, just all of this, all of this stuff, just take it, just take my, my vulnerability right now. Right. Uh, That's difficult for us. And I think it comes with a little bit of practice. And just like Pastor Dallas said, maybe you just start, you know, hands up, not all the way, but maybe you just got to put them out, right? It just takes that first act of surrender, I think, and and realizing that maybe you have been pursuing anything but Jesus. Maybe you've been trying every single other thing other than Jesus. Maybe you've been feeling every single emotion other than surrender uh, in a attempt to like, control your situation to fix it on your own. I don't, I don't know the reason, but uh, I think the first step is to just take, take a step back from yourself. And like we said in the last clip, you're not always the main character. (laughs) I love that. It's not always about you. And that can be really challenging uh, for us to wrap our minds around, but uh, yeah, just bring it, bring it to God first. So again, I went to the word on this one and said, you know, what, what else does the Bible say about, about praise and worship? And it brought me to one of my favorite, um, my favorite parts of the Bible in Acts 16, uh, 16. So Acts 16, 16, where Paul, <laughs> you know. Why do you keep saying 16? <laughs> <laughs> where, where Paul and Silas go to prison and how, how that happens. So they're being followed by this, this girl and she's uh, fortune telling in God's name and she's making a lot of money for her master. She's a slave girl. And finally Paul turns around and, and casts the demon out of her and she was possessed. And now because their money-making machine didn't have the power to, to fortune tell, they they lost their money. So they severely beat Paul and Silas and they put them in prison. Okay. And at, so severely beaten, put in prison. And at midnight, they start singing hymns and praising God. And all the other prisoners that were there were, were listening and they were hearing. And all of a sudden there was a huge earthquake and the, the doors of the cells flew open and their chains fell off and they were free. What a great depiction of what worship and praise can do. Yep. That, when, that when you praise, even in the tough times, that's enough to, to take all the stuff that you're carrying, all the things that are shackling you, and it, it can just fall off. And I, 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 just, I just love that. So, you know, worshiping and praise, it's again kind of a theme here, but it's, it's not only during the good times. Mm-hmm. It's also during the times of hardship when, when we want to maybe pull away the most that we need to be going forward the most and praising God, because we don't know how you're, you're going to impact others. Because again, talking about not being the main character was, were Paul and Silas, the main character of that story, or were all the other prisoners there yeah. watching them praise and sing hymns at midnight mm-hmm. when they were just beaten and put in prison and boom, earthquake and all they're, they're set free. Yeah, that's some of my favorite some of my favorite lyrics to one of my favorite worship songs, no other name. That the earth will shake and yeah. tremble, chains will break. Yeah, that's and and if you're like a, a person that's coming on Sundays and like, okay, they play four songs in the beginning. Like those four songs, they they there's a theme with the four songs that are there. We just don't pull songs out of our hat. Right? Yeah, you it's know, we don't throw a dart uh, at a board and be like, oh. Looks like it's no other name this week. <laughs> uh, there, there's a common theme a, about it. There's messages to it, and and like Pastor Dal said earlier, this what we're what we during worship we're that's scripture, you know. And that there's a the best part of of I mean one of the best parts of of any worship song for me is that bridge in in no other name, and it it's it's of that story that you just mm-hmm. said, Brian. So it's, it's those little nuggets that when I, I guess if, if no one ever tells you why, how would you ever know sort of thing? But now that somebody tells you just like uh, this Sunday, uh, the, 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 the songs that we sing right down the, right down the titles yeah. in the upper right corner on Sunday, when each song starts, tells you the title of the song, the original writer of the song who publishes the song. They gave you all your information there. 
if it's too fast for you and you didn't, you didn't pick up those digits or you're just in worship and you'll worry about it later, come find, come find one of us. Like come find any staff will can point you to where those songs came from, and what I song that is. Just want to say that we create a playlist on Spotify uh, with the songs that have been sung during that series. There you go. How cool is that? We just started doing that. And then, so. and then tackle those lyrics. Yeah. Maybe Google, hey, how did this song even come about? Like what scripture is in that? I, I like the song, but what scripture is associated with that? Oh, it's the story of Paul and Jane. Wow. Oh my gosh. That, now these are rabbit holes you're going down and they're good rabbit holes. Yeah. And dare I say, you might even want to obsess about, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, hey, Brian, as always out of the park with, with <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're great at this. He, Brian's a, sure. he's an, a, 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 an administrator, works for school district. He's a teacher by nature and uh, a really good friend. And very glad that you, you can pop in from time to time here yeah. on our- I would, I would agree with that. And it, it's funny because one of my points of message was surround yourself with good Jesus people. And the point in that scripture, I say, I'm trying to buy a house. And that's like a real thing. That wasn't just an example. <laughs> but what's been helpful is I've surrounded myself with people like you. You guys all have bought houses and you're like, and, and I, what I appreciate, and Brian was, did that. He goes, how's everything going? How, how are things progressing? Things like that. And so, uh, so yeah. So thank you guys for being great friends in this, uh, fun time of my life. And, uh, and Brian, thank you a lot. And I appreciate you. And I, I definitely, uh, believe that God's going to do some, uh, great things through you to help others. And so, yeah. That's great. Th hey, thank, thanks for joining us. Uh, you, you, I, I'm talking us like to you as a listener today for this episode of Chew on That. I think I want to change my cadence now because pre-show everyone was like, well, I can do, I can do your job. Oh, come on. It's super easy. You just, you just press some faders and some buttons. So, so if you enjoyed this episode and think someone you may know may benefit from the topics we had discussed, please share the link to the podcast on your social media platforms. We'd also love it if you would rate and review this podcast so that more and more people can be exposed to the life-giving message of Jesus and essentially life church because I, I stand by I stand by what we do here. I stand by our culture. I stand by the people that attend. I stand by my friends like Brian that that come on Sundays. These, I stand with the... I, this is a cool club to be a part of. It Heck is. Yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 what Jesus is doing in this church I'm honored to be a part of. So, yeah. hey, tell more people about it so we can get more members, right? Uh, my name is Pastor Keith for Pastor Dallas, Megan, and Brian. We're saying see you next week and come hungry because why, Megan? We're going to nom, 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 nom. Chew on that. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thank you. I still laugh at that every time. <laughs> <laughs>